Howdy, this is Father Brian McMaster, and you're listening to the Taking Back the Crown podcast. And today we're speaking about the two standards meditation of St. Ignatius of Loyola. This is the last day we're going to be spending on the second week of the spiritual exercises, and we're going to do so meditating upon a particular meditation that is offered by St. Ignatius within that second week called the two standards. The two standards are the standard of God, the King, Jesus, and of the enemy. A standard is like a banner, a war banner that is carried upon a field of battle. And these are the two standards. They are two different ways. It is pronouncing the struggle that is beyond just worldly things and goes into spiritual things. And so this meditation is especially helpful for us in the theme of this retreat, taking back the crown, because we recognize that we are amidst a spiritual battle right now. There's everything going on with the coronavirus, and it will cause the enemy is going to use certain tactics underneath his standard, underneath his banner, to be able to get at us and take ground against God. God is going to use a different standard and different ways in order to reach out to our hearts and to bring us to greater love and to build his kingdom. And they're going to oppose one another. Take, for example, uh, the topic of leisure in free time. Well, in this time, under the standard of the enemy, he's going to want to suggest to you, oh, you've got all this free time. Let's go ahead and use it. Play more video games. Uh, do more just idle sitting there. Oh, and then while you're studying and kind of looking at your online classes, keep Facebook there on the side, kind of pop it up. Notice that he's going to suggest a lot of junk leisure. Whereas God is going to want us to be able to, well, establish structure in our life in a new way, but then also to find recreating leisure. So leisure is good. God wants us to do this. It's what it means to be fully alive, but to do it in ways that fill the soul and don't leave the soul feeling empty afterwards as an overuse or an immodesty or gluttonous use of junk leisure can do. An example of this, Father Greg and I in the rectory, uh, during this time, we have been uh, listening to an audible presentation of the Lord of the Rings, the return of the King. We've already worked through the, the previous two books, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers. Now we are at the return of the King. Now, let me just tell you, it's pretty exciting to be listening to this because uh, while we're doing it, it's, it's about the final battle between God and against the enemy. Well, that's our battle against the forces of good and the forces of evil in that very famous tale of J.R.R. Tolkien. And so I invite you just to kind of imagine that scene of going up against the enemy, of being on a field of battle and seeing the forces of good versus the forces of evil. That battle is going on in our hearts right now. And Jesus wants to be able to claim with his standard a victory in our own lives.
Okay, thanks for letting me geek out with you and play the Return of the King music. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Here's, here's what, this is how we do this particular meditation. Okay, remember the two standards, that of the enemy and that of God. We'll compose a place using an application of our senses. The idea is to think of this field in front of Jerusalem. And we want to imagine the enemy, Lucifer, and that he's going to have his own terrain, his own geography of deceits as an evil leader. And we've got to guard against them. So you consider, what is he doing? How is it that he speaks to his minions and his enemies? This is how you're going to trap God's servants. This is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to get them to be enticed to pleasure and to the world or to a surging of their pride. How are we going to tempt them? What would the enemy be coaching his, his soldiers to do? Now, remember, the geography really is our own heart. What is the way in which the enemy in my life right now is trying to seduce me and lead me away from victory of the King of Jesus? Now, similarly, in contrast to that, we have to gaze in our imagination towards the supreme, true leader that we want to give our loyalty to Jesus Christ, our King. We want to take back the crown for him, that his rule may be in our hearts, not the rule or dominion of the enemy. So how is it that God speaks to us? What are the consolations that he wants me to remember? What are the truths that he speaks to me about my identity, about who I am, about his unconditional love and his desire to be merciful to me where I'm wounded and where I need his love, that I can't do it on my own. He speaks to his followers, take up your cross and follow after me to be able to transform our sufferings into love. He says, if, if you're to be my follower, go sell all that you have and give it to the poor. This is to the rich young man. He's saying, be detached, be detached from things from results, from control, and receive from me. This is the way in which I want to gain ground in your heart through humility, simplicity, and love. So again, think of your own heart. This is the real geography, the real terrain, where this battle is taking place. How is it that the Lord wants to gain ground in your heart. If he's the general and he's giving orders to be able to, to lead to greater victory in your heart, where is it that he's most concerned? Where is it that he wants to strengthen you? What are those weak points that you've got right now? All right. Now this is interesting, you know, towards the end of this meditation, as you're, you're doing this is that uh, there's a prayer uh, at the end, the colloquy that we've been using. And the colloquy is unique in this particular one as well. And in the colloquy, we first go to Mary, to Our Lady. And I beg her to obtain for me the grace from her son, 
my king, that I might be received under his standard, that first, that I might be more simple and move in the direction of poverty, not of possession. And that also, if it's his divine majesty should should be served by me doing this, that, that I might also bear forth whatever reproaches or injuries because I'm following him, that I might receive those and accept them for love of him. Then I say, Hail Mary. A second colloquy is then made while I go and speak to Jesus Christ about this. And then I would pray the anima Christi, the soul of Christ prayer. And then lastly, asking the same grace from the Father that he may grant it to me. And I pray the Our Father. That is the meditation of the two standards. Wow. You know, it's really applicable for where we find ourselves in, in this time. And so I invite you to go ahead and make this meditation today. Here is your prayer assignment. It's to do this meditation I've just described of the two standards. You can use your imagination. You can uh, borrow from movies like what I've, I've done in my own imagination to be able to see this scene, but also to then let the scene kind of mellow out and go into your own soul where the details and the terrain is, is most crucial there. And then go ahead and read two passages. One of them, Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 17. This is the putting on the armor of God. It'll be good to kind of have a sense of you equipping yourself, being uh, prepared. Maybe even Mary is there handing you this armor as you're getting ready to go into battle against the enemy under the standard of Jesus Christ the King. And as you do that, then go ahead and go into the meditation of the, of the two standards. As you conclude with the colloquies that we described to Mary and to Jesus and to the Father, I invite you just to add one more little part at the end of another scripture story, and that is with Zacchaeus, who climbed the sycamore tree to see Jesus. And remember how he comes down, and Jesus says, you know, I want to have supper with you tonight. And Zacchaeus repents. He recognizes that there were places in his life where he was not faithful and he was under the dominion of the enemy, and he changes those on the spot. It's a moment of commitment to go underneath the standard of Jesus in a personal way, in one particular person. So I invite you to pray through this particular scene using Ignatian contemplation to be able to place yourself in a moment of decision to be under the standard of Jesus Christ the King to take back the crown and to be his disciple with greater love that you might praise him, love him, serve him, and revere him. That's the prayer assignment. Let's, let me give you the grace. I forgot the grace. The grace to pray for is insight into the deceits of the enemy and help to guard against them and further insight into the genuine life that Jesus the King sets forth for me and the grace to imitate him. Let's go ahead and close with the Hail Holy Queen. 
Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.